0: The Grace and Grind podcast is brought to you by Energy Bits, better food for a better you. Nothing compares to the nourishment you'll get from their 100% chlorella and spirulina tablets. No GMOs, no fillers or binders, just pure, simple, safe, all-natural, organically grown algae. Visit energybits.com to learn more and save 20% when you enter code GRACEGRIND at checkout. What up, Wes?
1: What's up, every girl?
0: How you doing? I'm doing good. So I'm just going to put this out there because we're always just, you know, very transparent.
1: Yes, we are.
0: So one of our microphones broke. Remember in the last episode where I was talking about the microphone? And how Wesley was holding the microphone? Remember that? Well, guess what? It broke. It completely broke. So now we have to buy new mics. And we're using one microphone right now to record this episode
1: but guess what we got those good stimulus checks coming so uh we're gonna go ahead and get us some, some new microphones
0: yes we are i'm so excited <laughs> so give us grace if the sound quality isn't as up to par as it usually is it'll it'll be better It'll be better for the rest, the rest of the episodes. Oh yeah, most definitely. Okay, so something that I want to talk about super quick is coming to America. Okay. So everybody was super hype about this um, sequel. I was too, but I was also kind of disappointed at the people's response because I don't know why anyone would ever assume that a sequel to coming to america would be just as good as the original. Like it was nostalgic, it was funny, it was it was it was good for what it was. It served its purpose. I'm glad it wasn't in theaters. And it was it was what it was. It was a fun little family event to watch.
1: Well, I think people had high expectations because Eddie Murphy when he interviewed and everybody that interviewed, they did a good job promoting it with high Expectations. Mm-hmm. And it took four years to write the script. Yeah. So when it took four years and he's saying, no, it ain't right, nah, we got it. Yeah. So I think we all was like, okay, well, we want to see what you got. Yeah. And it wasn't up to a lot of people's liking or what, what they had.
0: Ah, oh, that's so sad. I was like, I fell in love as soon as... The opening credits came on. Like, I almost cried.
1: You always almost <laughs> cry when you see a movie or a sequel. You always be like...
0: Yeah. I know. I know. That's all.
1: That's happy to you.
0: Yes. I'm such a typical Pisces. It's hilarious. But yeah, no, I thought it was really good, though. I enjoyed it. On yeah. a scale of one to ten, what would you give it?
1: I'll give it a seven.
0: A seven? Okay, that's fair. I would give it a seven as well.
1: Yeah, it was cool.
0: So the next thing I want to talk about is Megan and Harry. I was just about to ask, <laughs> did you watch the interview? Yes, you watched it with me.
1: Yes, I watched it with you.
0: Oh, my gosh. Here's the thing about Meghan and Harry. Like, history is repeating itself. And anybody who has watched The Crown or um, what's the name of that show? I think it's on the History Channel. Inside Buckingham Palace. Yes. Or mm-hmm. or the, um, I was about to say Diana Ross. <laughs> Or, or, the diana Prince, song. or the princess diana uh documentary like we know like megan is telling the truth okay so i watch um i watch a youtuber from the
1: uk mm-hmm. and he was talking about the duality or parallel with with megan and princess diana yeah and yeah so because I, I don't follow the royal family like that
0: yeah it's crazy it's crazy and when I talk about history repeating itself, I'm not even just talking about with Princess Diana. I'm talking about even with King Edward VIII, which was Queen Elizabeth's uncle. Right. And, just, you know, the whole thing that he went through with forfeiting the crown because of who he was in love with. So it's like, dang, it's just it's so messed up. But what I think a lot of people don't realize and what I didn't realize until I started watching the crown was that. There's this, um, their government system, how it's set up is it's church and state. And when you, whoever wears the crown, like the monarchy is like representing the church and the Hmm. prime minister represents like the laws and government.
1: Well, I I think that's cool. But you know, here we don't, it's a separation between church Mm -hmm. and state, but it's just this whole kingdom, like, like aspect or perspective that I'm interested in. Yeah. Cuz like I said you've been you watched the crown, you studied the family. My first time hearing about all this is now. Yeah. So I've been under a rock, but
0: and I got into it um when what is it? Season 4 or season or season 5? I can't remember whatever the latest season is on the crown. But when everyone was all hyped talking about oh my god, how they're portraying Princess Diana is is so accurate or whatever. That's what made me Like, get into it.
1: Yeah. That interview was crazy that she did with Oprah, though.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Oprah has gotten criticism. Some people are saying that she was too hard on her, um, asking questions that were insensitive. And I think people, like, they've gotten used to soft Oprah. Yeah. They've gotten used to spiritually enlightened Oprah because that's, you know, half of the content that she puts out there is all about spiritual enlightenment and growth and self-development. And people forget that At the core, like, she's still a journalist. Right. And it's her job to ask tough questions. It's not her job to care about anyone's feelings.
1: And in the U.K., what they were saying, just listening to some black people from over there, racism is underneath. What's the word for, like... Like, undercover is covert? Covert. There you go. They said racism in the U.K. for black people is covert racism. Mm -hmm. So when they heard her say the tone of the baby's skin... A lot of them were like, we can definitely see that. Yeah. Because that's how racism is over there. It might not be a cop killing you right. on on film, but it might be that, oh, I wonder what the skin tone of your mixed baby going to be. Yeah, it's more of a mentality. It's yes. more of
0: prejudice yes. than racism. Yes,
1: but they call it racism because there's, there's, there's still systems in the UK Yes, that is different than America, mm-hmm. but they still call it racism. It's still harder for people of color To advance in the UK. Yeah, then that's racism for sure.
0: Yeah, systematic racism. Yeah. Wow, that is insane. So speaking of racism, I just learned this today, but the host of The Bachelor, uh, Chris Harrison, he is temporarily stepping away from hosting the show. Apparently, he made some statements, boo, that were in support of a former contestant, um who was doing some things that were that were borderline racist. Like, if I recall correctly, because I don't have the story up in front of me anymore, but um, she, like, attended her high school prom, I think it was. No, it wasn't high school prom. It was a sorority event that um, looked very plantation-ish. <laughs> and, oh, and then, like, she had pictures... Um, with Confederate flags and stuff, and the host of The Bachelor was like liking these pictures and whatnot. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And when he interviewed in an interview with Rachel Lindsay, I believe is her name, she was the first and only black bachelorette. Right. Um, in an interview with her, he said something or defended this other contestant who who was taking the racist pictures or whatever. And, yeah, and, like, people came for him. So he temporarily is stepping away from the show. Um, He has apologized twice. but um, But, yeah, here's my thing about this. Black people, like, when it comes to the show in and of itself, like, keep it funky, we don't give a damn. We don't give a damn about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette because they have been so... Intensively, in your face, intentional, with not including black people or brown people, for that matter. And you know what? I was just talking to a friend um, on Instagram today about this. It's like you know what? We're tired of asking for a seat at the table. We're tired of asking to be included in in different cultural things. So we said, "Screw your table," and we made our own. That's like right. we have. All these different dating shows and love shows that are great, that celebrate Black culture, Black love, and it's amazing. We don't need The Bachelor.
1: I can't wait or for- Or The Bachelorette. No, I, I agree with you, but I will say this. I can't wait for the day where we have the courage to do our own stuff in general. hmm Okay? And it's not that we are against inclusivity. Right. We are against black people being treated equal. And unequal. We, huh? No, You're, I mean, yeah, against unequal. That's right. Yeah. We want black people to be treated equal, but at the same time, we got to take care of our own first.
0: Yes, we're done. If you don't want to be inclusive, that's your loss. Because guess what? We will take our bomb ass creativity and our ideas elsewhere. We will build our own thing. We will take our coins somewhere else. And you know what? What I think, I truly believe is at the core of him stepping away is that more and more white folks are actually coming to our defense and are educating themselves to systematic racism and things of that nature. So you have a lot of young white people now who are also stepping up and stepping out and speaking up and speaking out. And so so those systems... Those networks, those major companies, they're they're now they are at risk even more than before because now it's not just black viewership that's going away, but you got a lot of white folks who are gonna be turning away and boycotting it now too.
1: Well, we're living in a different time. Like you can't just be just racist mm-hmm. and just say certain stuff and like certain stuff and be in the limelight. Like, I think that time is up. Yeah. But at the same time, us as black people, and we love everybody, me and you, of course we do. We gotta take care of our own. We
0: have to take care
1: of our take own, of our own. shout out to Tyler own. Perry. See, and that's why I'm a big fan of his right now because he literally said exactly what you said. Yeah. I got tired of not having my seat at their table. So I made my own table. Yeah. He talked about coming to America, guess where we shot at? Tyler, Tyler Perry Studios. Studios.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Talk about making your own table. He made his own table. Yes. Fush. Yes. And guess what? Yes. I'm pretty sure Tyler Perry's not a racist. matter of fact, I know Megan and Harry, he bought their crib. No, and they, they, stayed,
0: at, at oh, they, stayed, oh, they stayed at one of his houses. they stayed at one of his houses. He didn't
1: buy me, They stayed at one of his houses. But, look, he did that for them, but he also made his own table. Yeah, man. And we need to be more Tyler Perry-minded
0: yes. and make our own tables. Amen to that. Now, speaking of love and black power and all that good stuff... <laughs> You're so funny. (laughs) We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that excitement is real. You know why? Because we almost didn't make it, boy. Yo,
0: we almost didn't make it. But I think that our story really testifies to the fact that when you focus on yourself, when you do the work, and you're not so much pointing the finger, but you're just focused on your own growth and your own self-care. You really can create a healthy, happy relationship. Well, you know, I
1: agree with you. But they saying been married. So we've been married for 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's the equivalent of 30 years for our parents and grandparents.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard so,
1: that. So even not only that, when we hung out on our anniversary... We had a great
0: time. Yes, the energy was different, and yeah, like I really enjoyed hanging out with you. Yes, I think one of the biggest lessons that we've learned is that it's not just okay to have boundaries in your marriage, but it's necessary. And when you when you have those boundaries, like that's one of the key factors in being able to balance who you are as an individual with who you are. As a couple and your role in a relationship.
1: But I think the dope thing about what I learned on our anniversary is we're not the same people that met in 2010.
0: Hell no. Nah.
1: We're two completely different people. So I was able to just sit and listen to you and I'm just learning this new woman you are, which is dope.
0: Well, thank you. And I love you and I appreciate Likewise. you. Likewise. I love you too. Um... Yeah, okay, we have a really great show lined up for you today, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Let's talk about what's new at Grace and Grind. This segment of the Grace and Grind podcast is brought to
1: you by Dre Blaze Barbershop. If you're in the Beaumont, Texas area, and you need a clean, professional barber on your time, visit DreBlaze.com to schedule an appointment
0: today. That's D-R-E-B-L-A-D-E-Z.com. Awesome. Okay, what's new at Grace and Grind? So a few things. First of all, I am super excited about this, but we have a new affiliation with Balance the Superfood Shot. Um, If you're not familiar with Balance the Superfood Shot, they are amazing. You literally get half a day servings of organic fruit and vegetables in just one shot. Um, we have a lot of different discount opportunities with them. It's on our website right now at GraysonGrind.co. Um, one of them is you you get 50% off your first flex shipment, you can get 30% off your first one-time order, you can get 20% off recurring shot shipments, and you can also get 15% off recurring supplement shipments. Um and all you have to do is use our code GraceGrind. Their website is SuperfoodShot.co, and when you use our code GraceGrind at checkout, you can get one of those discounts. So you're gonna you're gonna hear, you know, some commercials, some official commercials, <laughs> in future episodes, and you're gonna see them all over our social media. I'm just I take their shots. so
1: yeah, their shots taste good. Yeah, they I'm taste really very excited good. about this.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing that's new at Grace and Grind is that we have a couple of new services. The first is a beta coaching program. Oh my god, I'm so excited about the beta coaching program <laughs> because this is specifically for um for brand new businesses. I'm talking like I have an idea, I want to turn it into a, a business, and I finally have the confidence and the courage to do it. Carissa, can you help me? Yes. That is what the Beta Coaching Program is all about. So we're going to work together for four months, and I'm basically going to teach you and equip you with all the things that I needed to make grace and grind happen, only it's going to be all totally customized and tailored to your business. My favorite part about the Beta Coaching Program is that it's only $300 a month for four months, and there is no contract obligation that means that you can start the program you can pause it and you can pick up where you left where you left off at any point in time yes you get a website with this package yes you get um social media templates and a social media strategy yes you get content management for your blog your podcast your video series or whatever it is you want to do yes you're going to get the insight that you need for the market and the industry that you're in. So the beta coaching program is really dope and I'm really excited to offer it. You can learn more about it and sign up at graceandgrind.co. The other service that's new is we are now offering one-on-one strategy sessions. The reason why we did this is because grace and grind like it's health and wellness it's business it's self-care it's spirituality there's all these moving parts when it comes to making grace and grind work and it's not uncommon for people to want to just sit down with me and and pick my mind and 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 you know kind of give them some advice and whatnot so now i have these one-on-one strategy sessions where you can either schedule a business session a health and wellness session or an energy work session And we can chat for an hour for just a hundred bucks. And when we are done, I'm actually going to send you a think sheet, which includes basically an overview of what we talked about, as well as the tips and the plans that you need to um, move forward successfully with your journey. And yeah, again, you can learn about that at graceandgrind.co. Up next, we have the COVID-19 update. This
1: COVID-19 update is brought to you by JLM Construction. JLM Construction specializes in remodeling, roofing, gutters, and tree trimming. Whether you need services for indoors or outside, allow JLM Construction to upgrade your home today. Visit them online at jlm-construction.com or call 913-890-3665. That's 913-890-3665.
0: Three six six five. With this COVID nineteen update, the numbers are still dropping. I didn't check them today, but yesterday when I checked them, there were only ninety three new cases. That's great. Um, isn't that exciting? That's great. I'm so happy about that. So we're still seeing um, a decline in in new COVID nineteen cases, at least. Um, so hopefully, we're moving towards. Um, getting back to quote-unquote normal, whatever that's going to look like. If you have not heard yet, I'm sure you have, Boo. That COVID-19 relief bill did pass. It <laughs> passed. We got money. coming. So look out for your 1400 That should be hitting your bank account real soon. Now, one thing that is super important about this bill is that unlike the other two stimulus checks, this one is, is not protected by garnishment. So... If you have unpaid IRS tax debt, other government debt, or private debt, your check could possibly be garnished. Um, If you're getting a paper check in the mail, um, and you wouldn't know because your 2019 tax refund would have came as a a paper check. Um, But if you're getting a check in the mail, then that is one way to get around garnishment because then you can take it. Cash it at Walmart or one of these check cashing places, and then it won't be garnished. But that's just something to to keep your eye out on. Um, What else? What else? What else we got? When it comes to total funding from this relief for the state of Missouri, we are getting $3.5 billion and $195 million is going directly to Kansas City. So that's pretty cool.
1: Send some of that money to Grayson Grind. Send some yeah, of that man. $3.5 billion to Grayson Grind. Yes. So we can put it to use.
0: There is a listener support link at Graysongrind.co as well. If anybody that like to donate. <laughs> yes, we yes. Are, we are very generous
1: and we'll, we handle our monies very well. We're <laughs> good stewards.
0: <laughs> We're good stewards with our coins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you will <are> <laughs>
0: So, with vaccines, that's another big topic when it comes to COVID-19. These vaccines. I know, man. So, on next Friday, the 19th. So, on the 19th and 20th, from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., you can go to Arrowhead Stadium and get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. But only if you have an appointment and if you're already on the Jackson County waiting list. And if you are a healthcare worker, 65 or older, or if you're at higher risk of contracting the virus. So you have to meet those standards first. Again, it is the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Um, I know a lot of people have been wondering what's the difference between Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson Johnson. In a nutshell, Johnson & Johnson is the least effective one. It is 72% effective. However, it's only one shot. <laughs> Why is this funny? I wish
1: I could see my face right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is. It's the least effective one. That's a C minus. You have a C minus chance <laughs> at being protected from, from the coronavirus with the Johnson & Johnson shot. That's all I'm saying. Moderna is 85% effective. It is two shots that you'll take 28 days apart. Pfizer is the most effective one. It's 95% effective, and it's also two shots that are 21 days apart. So, um, with these uh, shots, I'm
1: going to get the vaccine. I'm a teacher. I'm going to get the vaccine. I want Johnson and Johnson. Why? Because I don't want them to stick my arm twice. Are you serious? That's your reason why? Yeah. It is. What else you want me to tell you? Pfizer, people get this second shot. They got the chills.
0: They they, oh they got fevers. Listen, all of the vaccines have side effects and they're all similar side effects to what you would get if you had the flu shot. Now, I have heard um, on their websites or whatever that they shouldn't last more than a day or two. But if they last more than 72 hours, then you need to go to the doctor. Uh, Johnson and Johnson, sign me up. OK. All right. All right. <laughs> What you want? I want Moderna, and I'll I'll tell you why. I will tell you why. So Johnson and Johnson, they're the ones who had that whole talc um talc powder baby powder <laughs> lawsuit situation last year. So I'm like, mm, I don't know if I can trust you as a company. And then with Pfizer, they have mold. All up and through their um <laughs> their facilities, so I'm like, mm, I don't know if I can trust your vaccine either, but um, yeah, Moderna. We, I haven't heard anything negative about Moderna, and it's still 85 percent effective. That's a B. That's a B plus at some schools. So that's a B, huh? Is it's a B? Mm. I'll take a B over a C minus. Guess what? I'll take my C minus. I only get one shot. Okay, that's fine. It's not like we have a choice anyway. When you go get your vaccine, they're going to give you what's available. So Now, that is true.
1: That's very true.
0: Yeah. Now, I did think it was interesting that there are two other vaccines that aren't available in the United States yet because they're still undergoing clinical trials. They're called Oxford and Novavax. So, I'm going to be keeping my ears open for more information about those. We're going to be
1: shot up before those come out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, okay, yeah, let's get into our Enneagrams!
1: <laughs> you have the most bubbly, awesomeness attitude, like, you're just so happy.
0: Well, thanks, babe, I try to be, you know, good vibes, love, light, and positivity, <laughs> that's what I'm on.
1: <laughs> No, now I'm excited to talk about these Enneagrams.
0: Okay guys, before we dive any more into this episode, we've got to take a moment to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Balanced Health. Have you ever wondered if you have food sensitivities, hormonal imbalances, or toxins in your body? Now you can find out with Balanced Health. By analyzing just a small portion of your hair and saliva... Balance Health uses a bioenergetic scanning system to provide you with the answers to these questions and more. In just three weeks, you'll receive in depth results and a customized all natural regimen to help you reach optimal health. Me and Wesley were blown away by our results, and we know you'll be just as pleased with yours. That's why Balance Health is giving our listeners $20 off your test. When you use code GG20 at checkout, that's capital G, capital G, two, zero. Visit creatingbalancehealth.com to get your test today. Okay. So on this episode of the show, we are talking about how to elevate your mindset. Yes. With the Enneagram. Um. So here's the thing. If you don't know what the Enneagram is... The reason why we even did this topic is because Audrey, who's one of our writers, she wrote an amazing article for this month's issue called The Real Reason Why You Should Take an Enneagram Test. And she really looks at it from a spiritual perspective, and that definitely got my little wheels working when it comes to just, you know, what's the real meaning behind the Enneagram Test. So on a surface level, if you have no clue what it is, you can basically call it a personality test, but it really is way deeper than that. It is a psychological and spiritual tool for self-discovery and growth.
1: We're going to dig deeper into this. But I, when I took it, I was like, man, this is another personality test.
0: Yeah. Is that how you felt?
1: Because, I mean, you have to remember, with me managing a lot of different summer and kid programs, Yeah. I actually had my staff take personality tests. Okay. And when I took the Enneagram, I was like, this is no different than the other three personality test that we've taken
0: okay okay now when you got your results and you read over your results did you feel like it was still just a personality test or did you think oh wow wait a second this is a little deeper
1: i actually agree i don't want to misquote the source but the last personality test i took mm-hmm. that was the one i agree with the most
0: okay what test was that see well i just you say don't, oh you don't well, remember? i literally just say okay. well if you don't remember it's okay i can look it up though I think I know what you're talking about. It's the one where you can get like INFP or ENFJ. That's it right there. I can't remember the name of it either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. So um, here's what we want to do. This is the game plan. If you have not taken the test already, press pause and go take the test. When you get your results, you're going to get a number type One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine. Okay. So, what we're going to do on the show today is we're going to dive into your strengths, your weaknesses, and our tips for self development. We're going to, and then after that, we're going to take a deep dive into me and Wesley's results and talk you know a little bit more about that
1: i'm excited but the question you asked what personality test did i agree with it is called 16 personalities
0: okay yeah i remember that one yep. i
1: remember that that's one. the one that i took and that was the one actually i agree with the most
0: okay well i'm really excited to see you know what this enneagram is talking about right especially because when I took my test <laughs> and I got my results, I love this stuff. When I got my results, the first thing I thought was, oh, my gosh, this sounds like a Pisces. This sounds this so sounds much like, like, like a, a Pisces. Pisces. This sounds like a Pisces. What? What? Hush your mouth. Here's the thing. My sun sign obviously is Pisces, but like half of my birth chart is Pisces. And the other half is like Sagittarius. I'm not even going to get off deep into that, Wes. I'm going to stay on topic, okay? But my point here is that (laughs) when I said to myself, when I said to myself, oh my gosh, my number, and we'll, we'll reveal our numbers when we get there, but my number sounds so much like a Pisces. So I did a little bit of research. And what I found out was that each number doesn't correlate to a sign per se, but it does correlate to a planet. And every planet has a ruling sign. So, my number, um, what I got for it, it related to the planet Neptune. And Neptune rules Pisces, or the ruling sign is Pisces. And with Wesley, it was the same thing. His number correlated the moon, and the moon ruling sign is cancer and his son sign is cancer. So I was like, wow, this is interesting. That was a great theory
1: but you know, when we went out on our anniversary we met a young lady named Chelsea and she's a cancer too but her type or her number was not mine.
0: Yes, that's true. So
1: that is true. It was a good theory but it don't work with everybody.
0: Well, here's the thing I would say that it's too (laughs) early to tell. So far, the odds say two to one.
1: So 66% 66 out of 100.
0: If that's what that means.
1: 66 point, yeah, I don't want to say 666, but that's what it is. Okay. But. Well, I'm
0: curious with other people if their sun sign correlates to their number. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) one of the things that, um, well, some of the things that we want you to know before we dive into this is that. Your number is what's important here. Depending on what um, tests you take, you might have a different name associated with the number because different teachers and different websites or whatever can sometimes use different names. The one that we're using is by a woman. I know I'm going to mispronounce her last name, but I think it's Catherine Fav, like Brent Favre. Isn't that how he spells his last name? (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, like Catherine Favre or whatever. She is an accredited Enneagram teacher. And what I love about the names that she associates with each number is that they are two word descriptors that really speak to the heart of each number. So those are the names that we're going to go by. But it's the number that is, that you really want to listen out for. We also want you to know that this, that the descriptions for each type of number come from your We love that website because the test is free and, um, their descriptions and whatnot, and just the tools that they have to help you really take it to the next level come from a biblical standpoint. And we just absolutely love that. And the last thing we want you to know is that the health tips that we're recommending to you guys are our own. So Wesley is really pulling from his manager experience and his site director experience and his educator experience. I'm really pulling from my uh, manager experience with Grace and Grind and my certified health coach experience um, to help you guys um, with the with these different health tips that we came up with for each type. Yep.
1: So I'm excited to go over it, and you know this is all this stuff is interesting. Yes. So do you want to go ahead and start with the first one? Sure. So the type one on the enneagram is the moral perfectionist. So type ones are people who are conscious, sensible, ethical, responsible, idealistic, serious, self-disciplined, orderly. And feel personally obligated to improve themselves in our world. Now, here is some weaknesses though from that type. Their resentment, resentment. These are people who carry resentment. So when I read about the more perfectionists, I, the tip that I have for more perfectionists, if I was just talking to them, I would say, uh, throw away your to do list. Like, make realistic goals and understand that it's okay. If you don't accomplish every goal every day, slow down in life and live life with grace, not only for other people, but for yourself. You don't have to be a perfectionist all the time.
0: Yes, I love that. Type two is the supportive advisor. Twos are people who see the world through relationships and define themselves through their service to others. They may be selfless loving, and giving, or dependent, prideful, and manipulative. The core weakness of the two is pride. They deny their own needs and emotions while using their amazing intuition to discover and focus on the emotions and needs of others, confidently inserting their helpful support in hopes that others will say how grateful they are for the type 2's thoughtful care. Here is my advice for the type two. The type two person really needs to learn how to find internal fulfillment opposed to external validation. You have to be careful of using selflessness to manipulate relationships or using selflessness to kind of put yourself, your standards on a pedestal. Learn how to do things just because it brings you pleasure instead of doing things for applause or praise.
1: Okay. All right. Shout out to, to the ones and twos. Let's get into number three. So type three is the successful achiever. So type three is are people who measure themselves by external achievement and the roles that they play. They may be like goal-oriented, accomplish, and excel at what they do. Or they can embellish the truth by overly being competitive and focus only on their own accomplishments. So a core weakness with the successful achiever is deceit. Deceiving themselves into believing that they are only the image they present to others. So the tip that I have for the successful achiever is take time to do something fun for you. Set boundaries to enjoy life and do something adventurous for your enjoyment alone, not nobody else's, but for you. And make sure you have a life work balance to enjoy life and not be on the hustle all the time.
0: Love it. Love it. Type fours are the romantic individualists. Type fours live primarily in their imagination and in their feelings. They may be artistic, sensitive, creative, articulate and inspiring or moody, elitist and Mm -hmm. self-absorbed. The core weakness of the romantic individualist of type four is envy, which we have to remember is different from jealousy. Jealousy is when You feel like you're you're afraid that you're going to lose something that's rightfully yours to someone else or because of something else. Envy is when you want something that isn't yours at all or um, when you see a strength in others that highlights an insecurity in yourself. Um, That's that's the difference between envy and jealousy. When you're envious, there's this feeling that you're tragically flawed or that something foundational is missing inside of you and that others possess qualities that you may lack. So if you're a type four, this is my advice to you. Work on embracing yourself. Realize that your identity is in who you are and not what you do. Learn how to be still sometimes. Also, be careful of spending more time in your own little world than you do in the real world. And resist comparing yourself to other people and um, measuring your success with the highlight reels of social media or even with what your friends and peers are doing. Learn how to be inspired by the success or beauty or whatever of other people instead of feeling envious of it. Oh, I have type 5 and type 6, too. Okay. So so type 5. Type 5 is the investigative thinker. Okay. Type 5 is a person who pulls back from the world and others to observe and prefers to live in their mind. They may be wise, visionary, and knowledgeable, or abstract, stingy, eccentric, and intellectually arrogant. The core weakness of a type 5 is that they feel like they lack inner resources and that too much interaction with others will lead to catastrophic depletion. Um, they also have a tendency to withhold themselves from contact with the world and to hold on to their resources and, and minimize their needs. So my health tip for a type five is to practice giving, be it randomly giving to people in need or structurally like giving to a specific organization or cause practicing giving is going to help release that scarcity mindset. And it's also going to help you create and nurture that abundant energy and that mentality Of you have enough remember that arrogance is a defense mechanism and I feel like it's really important to try to identify where that comes from who made you feel dumb or like you weren't good enough or smart enough and pinpoint that pinpoint that and take this take the appropriate steps towards healing when you're in conversations with other people be mindful of your intent for bringing up certain topics or ideas. In other words, are you trying to debate or show off what you know? Or are you really just trying to share and listen and appreciate the different ideas and opinions of others? Okay, type six. How did I get three in a row? So, we randomly just drew numbers. numbers. Exactly.
1: That's how you got three in a row. To
0: see which ones we would do. And, <laughs> and you I got, got three, three in, in a, row. a row. That's funny. Okay, so type six is the loyal guardian. Type sixes are people who anticipate life's dangers. When healthy, they have faith, they're courageous, they're loyal, they're effective. When struggling, they're cowardly, they're hypervigilant, and paranoid. The core weakness of type six is anxiety. Type sixes tend to scan the horizon of life and try to predict and prevent negative outcomes, especially worst case scenarios. They have a tendency to remain in a constant state of apprehension and worry. So here's my health tip for for, um, type six. Refuse to ruminate on the what ifs because that's literally what fear is when your mind and your imagination starts to run wild with the what if this could happen and next thing you know you've you've created this whole scene and this whole reality in your head that's you're meditating on that you're meditating on what ifs and what you meditate on you manifest so refuse to ruminate on the what ifs um and you can do that by practicing grounding techniques like meditation breath work, journaling. Um, Another thing that's going to be really important for type six is to be mindful of information overload. Know when to unplug. Type seven is the entertaining optimist.
1: Type sevens love to plan and anticipate positive future events. They enjoy having variety and multiple choices to choose from. They do not want to be limited, restricted, or bored. They may be well-rounded, affirming, and generous, or at their worst, they could be self-focused and escapist and have an insatiable appetite for excitement. Here's the core weakness for type 7s. Simple, gluttony. Oh, wow. Gluttony is the weakness for type 7s. And when I say gluttony, that just means that they are literally trying to fill themselves up overly with things that they don't need to fill themselves up with. food entertainment, vices, whatever the case may be. So gluttony is the core weakness for type sevens. The tip I have for type sevens is assign a time to take a break from your vices. Being the life of the party is cool, not being bored is cool, but guess what? It can become very unhealthy and it can be life altering in a negative way. Take a break from things like drinking, being on social media, Um, overeating or looking at food to give you pleasure, just take a break from that and start focusing on healthy lifestyle tips. And another thing you can do that be real big is start tapping into your spiritual life. Start making changes for that inner person so that those things that you're trying to fill up with those vices can be filled up with your spiritual life with something more healthier.
0: Awesome. Type eight is the protective challenger. Aids are people that fear being weak, vulnerable, and harmed. So they create an image that they're strong, they're able to prevail, determined, and committed to those who are innocent. If they're not doing well, they can be vengeful, excessive, and destructive. The core weakness is control. Now, I'll be honest here, Instagramcoach.com has it as lust or excess, but I personally feel like when you look at this, it's control is the core weakness. And, and here's why. As it continues, it says, they constantly desire intensity, control, and power. And they push themselves willfully on life and people in order to get what they desire. So my tip for type eight is to learn the difference between listening to your intuition or your gut and being overly guarded there's a difference between boundaries and barriers boundaries are designed to allow relationships to flourish with respect unconditional love empathy and grace barriers really don't let anyone in or out it's more of a dictatorship you play by these rules or else um here's the thing you don't have to prove anything to anybody You don't have anything to prove to anyone so choose your battles wisely and if you really take a step back and look at everything what you think is a battle probably isn't even one
1: all right so type nine the last one the peaceful mediator type nines are people who are very receptive to their own environment and downplay their own presence They can be loving, down-to-earth, modest, entrusting, or stubborn, lazy, and asleep to themselves. A core weakness for type nines is being very slothful, meaning that in order to keep peace, they tend to not address conflict, they tend to not address themselves and the desires that they have, or the things that they need just to be a healthy human being on this earth. The tip that I have for the Peaceful mediator, mediator is become intentional on being a peacemaker for yourself. Mm-hmm. Being a peacemaker for others is great, but it takes so much of your time and your energy being a peacemaker for yourself that you forget that you need to have that same peace for yourself that you have for others. Become intentional in taking care of yourself, working out, eating healthy and playing some out with some friends so you can keep your cup full it's okay for you to take care of yourself first before you try to make peace and take care of everybody else.
0: Yay! So those are the nine types.
1: Yes, those the are the nine types.
0: The strengths, the weaknesses, and our health tips for the nine types. I hope that you got something out of that, out of your number. Um. Now we're going to get into ours. I'm so excited! <laughs> <laughs> So
1: what? Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am a type number two.
0: I am type two.
1: You see how she said, yes, I am. Like, that's just like she disagrees with everything they say about type twos. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm a type two. And I agree with some of it as i grow into a, a, a this new person that i'm becoming or just a a person of growth i i agree with another number but we ain't talk about that so
0: i want to get into that but type 2 cool so i definitely agree that you're a type 2 number 1 just the how they worded it the supportive advisor like that's <laughs> that's definitely you you the definitely advisor, huh? Yeah, you definitely um, care about serving others and it's it's not really a chore or anything for you. You just do it. You just do it naturally. You do it with me, you do it with the kids, you do it with your students and and your and your job like you just do it. And you do it with a good attitude. Like you genuinely have a really good attitude about it. Yeah,
1: that's good. I agree.
0: Yeah. And I also think that the the fear that they list on here is definitely um definitely speaks to to the two as well being the fear of being rejected unwanted being thought worthless needy in what, what is that word inconse- inconse- inconsequential. inconsequential inconsequential thank you <laughs> inconsequential dispensable or unworthy of love when I think about you know just our first few years, our first five, six, seven years. Oh, so you okay? <laughs> okay. Of being married, like that came out a lot, you know, this fear of rejection, and this fear that you're not you're not good enough, you're not worthy. I ain't got that no more. No, you don't. No, you don't. I I will say this though, like one thing I
1: like about the website that we, the Your is. Yeah, like, those things were true. But once you start doing the self-care work, then you can start dealing with that stuff.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: And I will say the core desire of being appreciated, loved, and wanted, I can agree with that to a certain extent. Yeah. I can agree with it.
0: And here's the thing that I feel like is important of all numbers. It's about operating at healthy level, right? Because when you're operating on an unhealthy level, when your self care tank is empty Mm -hmm. and remember, you know, your self care is physical, mental, emotional and spiritual, right? Then we're all at risk of operating at a lower vibration of whatever our Enneagram number is. So I think that when when you're operating at your best then yeah you you don't need to hear oh good job wes like you don't need to hear it as much not that i shouldn't praise you or that your coworkers or whoever shouldn't praise you but i think we all should praise people and show appreciation and gratitude and things of, of that nature but that internal need for it to survive and just be able to to do what I have to do. Like, when you operate at your best, you don't need that.
1: So, um, I will say this. Me being a healthy, too, I do agree that this is me 100%. Because I do believe that I'm loving, caring, and I'm supportive of not only of others, though, but for myself as well. Yeah. But the big shift of that came from this. Okay? I'm about to go over to my spiritual, my spiritual life, spiritual tip. I had to be cool with being validated and loved by God and understand that that's enough alone. So that doesn't mean that it's not important for me to hear my wife, my coworkers, my boss say, like, you're doing a great job. But at the same time, because tools can be needy, it's very important to understand, like, hey, you can be dope by yourself. Mm -hmm. So for me, getting that love from God and counseling, by the way, Yes. Um, in counseling, in therapy, it's one of those things where I don't have to be validated by people anymore.
0: Right. That's so good. Yeah. 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 It's exactly like you literally illustrated what you did practically to keep your self care take full mm-hmm. when it comes to your when it comes to your mental, emotional, and your spiritual health. Yes. How do you feel, or do you feel like your physical health? plays a role in this
1: oh yes because so for those that don't know i lost 100 pounds two years ago and i kept 70 off um but to answer your question i had to start loving myself and doing things for myself in order for me to keep this weight off and to want to lose it because the whole goal was you got You got 317 pounds Taking care of everybody else Yes So you have to Start taking care of yourself Or you're gonna die Mm -hmm. So for me Once I start working out Eating healthy Regardless what you were doing What the kids were doing What anybody else was doing Then I start learning To love myself Because you can't love nobody else If you don't love yourself
0: That's so true That's so true So yeah so, what number did you think you were going to be?
1: I thought I was going to be a three, and I still think that I'm a three a little bit. Okay, but.
0: so the type three is the successful achiever. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: And just to recap, these are the people who measure themselves by external achievements and the roles that they that they play.
1: So, one thing that you've always said in our marriage... I ain't always been a great husband, but I've always been a great provider coming from your perspective.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That is achieving. That's goal oriented. That's when I went back to college, when I went back in 2012, straight A's, got my master's degree and all that stuff. All that stuff was cool. But at the same time, you can't live off the validation of that stuff either.
0: Yeah.
1: And what you'll learn is you're chasing validation from now from achievements. Yeah. Not from people.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So that's what I thought I was.
0: That's interesting. I can see some three in here with you. Um, especially when it talks about the core desire. Um, I don't know that this was necessarily a core desire of yours, but it was like, it is something that you received. And it says that the core desire of a three is having high status and respect being admired, successful, and valuable. And I felt like a lot of people like see you that way. Well,
1: praise God. Because, no, that's definitely not, not, not my core, core desire. desire. No. Okay. Not at all. Uh, you know what? But I would say this, though. In my unhealthy times, I think that I was looking for people to look at me like this. But it was because I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. So now that I love myself, no, it's one of those things where I take care of myself and people get the benefit from me loving myself and taking care of myself. But I can see that too with the core desire, but that's never been a healthy core desire for me.
0: Sure. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
1: Now we're going to get off of me and go to you. Okay. So what what
0: was your number? I am a type four. Okay. The romantic individualist. Yep. I 100% agree with mine. Mm, I do too. Um, Especially when it says (laughs) they live primarily in their imagination and in their feelings. Yep. That is very true. I definitely agree that I'm artistic, sensitive, creative, articulate, and inspiring. I also agree that I can be moody, elitist, and self-absorbed. Amen. 100%. But it's here's bad, the thing though. about that self-absorbed word, because it's not in the sense of, um, I Being just think selfish. I'm, no, it's not in the sense of, I think I'm better than myself mm. or better than other people or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I believe that I can be self-absorbed in the sense that it's very easy for me to retreat and go off in my own little world and stay there for hours. And, like, and I'm just there with whatever it is I'm working on or creating, whether it's for pleasure or for work or whatever. If I'm, once I submerse myself in it, like, nothing can pull me out of it. I agree. Yeah. Being your
1: husband, that is something that is very true.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the fears made me laugh because that's definitely, definitely me. The fear of being inadequate, emotionally cut off, plain- Mundane, defective, flawed, or insignificant. Wow. You know,
1: I didn't pay attention to that part. But what you're saying, that's a fear. It's interesting
0: because you don't come off like that. Well, because here's why. I'm the type of person where it's like, once I recognize a fear or a limiting belief within myself, I immediately, like, check it and meditate on the opposite. Okay. So like when i say like even when i'm talking to my best friend Kenya the um ceo and creator of Bedrock Coffee and Tea bedrockcoffeetea.com in in um in Montgomery, Alabama um even when i'm talking to her <laughs> i told you i'm going to plug her every episode I, i'm just, and i'm
1: just listening. i'm letting you <laughs> shout out to Kenya and Bedrock Coffee for get yourself
0: <laughs> even when i'm talking to her like If there's something that comes up in a conversation and I'm like, I just feel so insecure about this. She even looks at me like, what are you talking about? Insecure. Not you. No. And that is because I, I definitely, I check insecurities and I say, what do I need to do to be confident in this area? Or at least present myself that way.
1: Do you, so... Do you think that when you present yourself that way, particularly in areas where you might feel some of these fears, you do it because you feel that it'll make people see you as significant still or as important or as still being dope versus you just being vulnerable?
0: Yeah. So I think that for me, and it's something that I don't don't really do as much anymore, but it's that whole performance mindset. Mm. Where it's like, oh, I need to perform to earn your love and and earn your approval. And it's really like I'm 35. It really was just as of a couple years ago where I realized, oh, my God, that's exactly what I do. And I was able to kind of be start the work to get set free and healed from that. So. So, yeah, that's where it comes from. And I think that's why, like, I am, like, so vulnerable now on the podcast and in my writings and and everything, because I'm like, listen, this is me and you're going to take it or love it. Take it or love it. Take it or leave it. You're going to take it and love it. That's what you're going to (laughs) do. I mean, that's usually what ends up happening when you're yourself. They take it and love it.
1: I have a lot of thoughts in my head about how you just worded that take it and love it.
0: I like it. I'm going to do something with that. See, that's that creative two coming out. Take it and love it.
1: Creative four.
0: Or creative four, I mean. Creative four coming out. Yeah. let's going to do something with that.
1: No, that's that's you. That's you. <laughs> um, This core weakness thing, envy. Mm-hmm. So reading what the definition is, it makes me... Not concerned, but it makes me want to make sure that you don't feel like you're missing something. So yeah. for those who want to hear, I, you talked about it with type fours. And it's funny. You talked about that the long, I was like, I wonder if they're going to figure out that that's your number. I know, I know. Cause I, I, yeah. But <laughs> it says, so envy, because you said it's different than jealousy. And when you read the description, it is different. Feeling that you are, I'm saying you because right. you're a four. You are tragically flawed. Something foundational is missing inside of you. And others possess qualities that you lack.
0: Yeah. I would have never, never thought that was envy. And I don't like that at all. But is it true? Yes. It is Hmm. true. It is true. So there is a... Like... It's, I think it connects to that whole performance mindset where it's like, damn, this is really good, but it's not good enough. Somebody's going to do it better Uh, or you see what I'm saying? Uh Or somebody else is doing it better and I need to meet that level of greatness. So, and there's just this fear that it's like, you're never going to reach your full potential. That's the fear
1: reading this makes sense of how you think to me now mm-hmm. a whole lot but mm-hmm. I do want to see I'm, I'm such a husband Come <laughs> on, I just want to validate you like dude like I love you with your flaws and everything but you can't be better than nobody than yourself like you can only be the best you and that's all you should be seeking to be is the best you forget what everybody else talking
0: about you're the best thank you so much and here's the thing when I took this like it kind of made my heart drop a little bit because I think that in my past with old friendships that, that no longer exist for me now, that has been something that has come up where it's like, this person has almost literally said that they are jealous of me. And now knowing the difference between jealousy and and envy, what they meant was they're envious of me. Yes. And like it's been rather it's oh you're so free spirited. Like how do you do that? You know what I mean? Or or I can I can't I can't do that. Like it's it's weird. It's weird. But you know, vibes, people, vibes, looks, how things are worded and whatnot, like that's that's one thing that has come up. In other areas, it's just been the fact that I can come up with an idea and boom, snap, <laughs> make it happen, and it flourishes. And I think that that's a gift from God, and I think that it's God's grace and, and, and all of that stuff. I don't take you know credit for this stuff, for real. Um, I do my part, because faith without works, so you got to have grace and grind. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but... <laughs> But I've had people in my past, like, basically, like I said, basically say, like, I'm jealous of you because why can't I do that? Why do you get to have this? Why do you get to do that? And I've always, like, like, that's bothered me that I've attracted, quote, unquote, jealous women. Now we know it's envious women. But because of this... I realize, well, Carissa, you may not be like literally envious of any one body, but you put this energy out sometimes that says, oh, my God, I'm tragically flawed. Something is missing inside of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're, so you're going to attract envious women. So it's, it's, that is definitely something that I'm like, okay. We're nipping this in the bud right now. Because one thing I can say at 35, baby, is that my friend circle right now is the bomb. I have the best friends in the whole world. They're just amazing. They love my little weird ass. And I'm so grateful. Well, you know, I looked at both... One thing I didn't
1: talk about with mine and yours is the core longings, and I agree with both. Like with you, the secret sauce with you is just to love you unconditionally. Yes. The secret sauce with me is just love me for who I am. Yes. Appreciate what I do. Yes. But for you, I would definitely say, even when I think about our marriage, I start growing from an unhealthy place. So I just love you for you. Yes. There is no connection to my love for you. I love you With the flaws, whatever you feel like you're missing, inside out like I love you anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, too. And vice versa. Like, I feel like when I started vocalizing my appreciation, and no matter what it was, like, if I appreciated it, I vocalized it. Yeah. Then that's when, you know, something started to shift there as well. I do want to add that I thought I was a five. I thought I was going to get a 5. You thought you was going to be a 5. Yeah, the intellectual thinker. Yes. And just to recap, Type 5 is a person who pulls back from the world and others to observe and prefers to live in their mind. They may be wise, visionary, and knowledgeable, or abstract, stingy, eccentric, and intellectually arrogant. I used to be very arrogant. I used to be really arrogant. Like, the older I got... Like, I really feel like after I turned 30, that started to really taper off. Um, but but yeah, like, I, I thought I was going to be a five for sure.
1: I don't know why I thought you was going to say you thought you was going to be a seven.
0: A seven? What was a seven?
1: The seven was a... Uh, the entertaining, entertaining optimist.
0: <laughs>
1: it talks about, like, vices and stuff like well,
0: that. Well, that first sentence... Type 7s love to plan and anticipate positive future events. I hate planning events. Mm-hmm. That is like, that's why it's it has not been a part of my business structure. <laughs> like, it'll never be. <laughs> Event planning, nope, don't do it. Now, I, I could
1: definitely see why you would say you
0: uh, And I five. don't like having variety or multiple choices to, to choose from. That makes me mm-hmm. feel anxious. Like, give me choice A or choice B. Uh, Pick one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I thought I was going to be a type 5, for sure. Um, and I can see some type 5 things in me, too. I think we all can see some type 5 things in us. Not type 5, but uh, type 7.
1: Type 5, I can see you type 5. What were some of the things you could see in type 5 in you?
0: Um, The core desi- desire of being capable and competent.
1: <sighs> oh, just hearing you say these things. They just... <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: Yep. And when it says the core weakness is feeling that they lack inner resources and that too much interaction with others will lead to catastrophic depletion. I definitely feel like that sometimes. Like, okay, let me, like, I'm very mindful of who I give my energy energy to, what I give my energy to, how long I give of my energy.
1: Because you'll feel depleted. You feel like you'll be depleted.
0: Yes, but I also think that that just may be more connected to me being an introvert. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, I don't
1: know if that's a weakness. You're just an introverted person. Mm-hmm. But yeah. being capable and competent.
0: Yes. Okay. So what is the biggest thing that you've learned now that you've studied all the Enneagram types, and especially after studying your own? Um. You know what? I would say the biggest
1: thing I learned is from... Your com. I agree with everything they said about tools, which is what I am. And, you know, I think it's one of those things where if you don't answer the questions honestly, you might not agree with what type you are. So you got to answer them honestly. And there's some things you can look at to make the changes that you need to make to be a better person.
0: So what's the biggest thing you learned?
1: I thought I just answered that question
0: no you answered it for everybody in a very general way what is the, what's All right, the the biggest thing, thing I learned you learned Wesley? I'm a healthy too for your life Wesley. I learned that I'm a
1: healthy too I learned that I went from needy I learned from I, the thing I learned from my life is I went from being a needy person to being supportive but not only for other people but myself mm-hmm. okay I learned that I don't need affection and, and validation from others because I'm good that's what I learned Yes. But I I am a a server person, or I like to serve people. That is naturally in me. That's why I'm a teacher.
0: Yes. I love it. Did I answer the question? Yes, Wes. Shoot. Yes, Wes. Did I answer the question? I thought I did answer the question. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. You said, from your typing, the whole thing. (sighs) So what I learned... (laughs) Jesus. So what I learned is that, from the whole thing, is that... There's a little bit of all the types in all of us. Um, Hmm. Interesting. I I can definitely say I can agree with something from every type. Like, oh, I see that in myself. But there is one type that you fit the most with. Um, And so with that being said, I think that the biggest thing that I learned is that self-care is the most selfless thing that you can do. Yeah. It's, it's true. Self-care it is true. Self-care is the most selfless thing that you can do because when you take care of yourself, then you are going to operate with a higher vibe of whatever your number is. So um, when it comes to being a four specifically... What I've learned is that I'm not missing anything. Yes. I'm good. not missing anything. I was made with with everything that I need. Um, I don't need to get a million and one certifications or a whole bunch of degrees, even though I'm working on three certifications right now. Right now. now. <laughs> right now. But I don't need to do that. You know, if I want to do it just because for the enjoyment of it or whatever, okay, fine. But don't do it thinking that it's going to make you feel like better about yourself or something. That is validation. That is the literal definition of seeking validation instead of learning how to develop internal fulfillment. So... Learning how to be still and not create anything at all, and also learning how to do things just for the fun of it is is really important for me. I'm seen, I'm loved for exactly who I am, I am special, and I am unique. You are. Amen. Amen.
1: <laughs> and you're a beautiful woman. I ain't just talking about the outside, the inside.
0: Thank you, babe. You're so sweet. You're always throwing compliments.
1: Last thing before we end this episode. Okay. What's one challenge that you're going to give yourself to
0: make yourself better based off your type? I think um, just learning how to be still and just do something for enjoyment.
1: Okay. All right. But one challenge for
0: me is
1: I'm going to do stuff that I want to do and serve myself
0: and do something
1: fun for me. That's what I'm going to do.
0: I love it. Yay! That was a great episode. It was. Okay, guys. So you know what to do. You can find new articles released on the first of every single month at graceandgrind.co. We've got some really good ones on there, including the one that today's episode is based off of, The Real Reason Why You Should Take an Enneagram Test. Don't forget about um, our uh, our new services, the beta coaching program, the one-on-one strategy sessions. You can learn about those at graceandgrind.co. Oh, and we have a sale going on right now. How can I forget that? For our, he- our, our, heaties. our heaties. Our hoodies, our beanies, and our long-sleeve shirts are all 25% off graceandgrind.co make sure you go check it out we're on instagram facebook twitter linkedin at graceandgrind.co see
1: y'all later deuces bye